0: Talking about something that affects so many people but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn and to spouses looking for support.
1: This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas.
0: We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy!
1: going on this week? I have a good idea what's going on with you guys this week because it's probably the same thing that's going on with us. We've been homeschooling our kids with the assistance of our direct police and uh, I took care of it yesterday and Danny <laughs> and I've been working out in our office this morning and Danny came over and had some words, had lots of words. <laughs> you were pretty excited about it, right?
0: I don't know why you're laughing. It's not really funny. <laughs> Um, oh no, man, I just, (laughs) I was trying to work, we work from home, right, and it was my turn to be with the kids, and I was trying to work all morning, um, but they were coming to me, literally every five minutes one of them was coming to me, (laughs) and I hardly got anything done, I got, like, it would have taken me like 30 minutes to do what took me three hours to do this morning, um, if they weren't there. I'm not saying they shouldn't be there, but sheesh, I think my biggest fear with the coronavirus is having the kids home all day while trying to work. I think that's what I'm most scared about.
1: I actually saw this post. I think it was, was it Shonda Rhimes or Shira Gill? I can't remember, but she said, I've been I've been homeschooling my kids, home with my kids for an hour and 11 minutes, and I've already decided that teachers deserve to be paid millions of dollars, all of the dollars. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it does make me rethink how much we pay yeah, right, the teachers for our kids.
1: Yeah, then something that's going to come out of this, right? Yeah, we'll finally <laughs> get
0: school reform.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. All right, so another thing that's probably on a lot of people's minds, at least it was on my mind, it was at the forefront of my mind more last week than this week, um, is just, you know, the fear and uncertainty of coronavirus stuff. And I think, so we're going to talk a little bit about you know, fear cycles and anxiety today. And it's kind of an add-on uh, to um, – it's the re- another reason we're doing this is because I did a post on the fear cycle a few weeks ago and I got a big response from it, whether it was in my DMs or just like in comments on my Instagram or resp- responses from, you know, my subscribers. So fear is something that we feel. Anxiety is something that we feel today. And that's totally okay. Like it's part of our – mechanism as part of our biology to feel fear right it's a survival thing so
0: we wouldn't be here if our ancestors and everyone along the way didn't feel fear
1: yeah so i'm going to start with a little example that i gave to my my email list and that i posted on instagram um a few weeks ago just to kind of demonstrate what the fear cycle looked like me a few years ago especially when danny was kind of you know i would say I guess I could say more in the thick of you know your mental illness and recovering from childhood trauma and and stuff like that. So when and maybe you could I don't know just pipe in when you want to. I will. So when Danny um, was going through all of that, I found myself becoming a little bit like hyper vigilant, and I would worry about things that I thought were going to happen or that things things I was worried would happen. And when Danny was going through this, he would have suicidal thoughts sometimes. Um, And he would just be like open with me about it. And I was really grateful that he would tell me like if he had suicidal thoughts. But if a day came where a suicidal thought correlated with him leaving on a run, (laughs) that's where I'd become like a little bit of a mess. And I'm not laughing because it's a funny thing, but I just look back at myself and I, I see how I created some of that a lot of that or maybe all of that with my thinking and so you know he would tell me he was going for a run and I would think like I would just kind of get into this fear cycle like I was scared that I didn't know if he was going to get back like I would think something like that and then I would get really scared and I didn't like how I would feel when I was scared so I would do these things to like avoid feeling scared but because I wasn't processing my fear or like sit, becoming aware or like being willing to sit with that fear I, would, I was just avoiding it. It was almost like queuing up, and then it would just kind of come back. And so I would avoid it. I might, you know, overeat or look at social media or overclean or, you know, do some online shopping. And then what would happen is I would just, like, this cycle would kind of, re like, it would come, and I would just reinforce and hardwire that fear. So that's one little example.
0: Yeah, For from my end, just to pipe in, um, like, with the suicidal thoughts, um, I used to be scared of my suicidal thoughts, okay, so Mm -hmm. I'd, like, I'd be, you know, basically, whenever I had these thoughts, it was, like, it became a sign to me that I was in so much pain, uh, constantly, that it was, my, my brain was, like, hey, here's an option that might get rid of the pain, right, um, and, But I didn't really see it that way in the beginning, so it it scared me, like, oh my gosh, like, why would I even be thinking this? Oh, I I shouldn't be thinking this. And then I would, um, uh, that would create fear, but then I'd, like, loop back on it, and because I was so anxious and afraid already, it would, like, make that part of me that wanted to get out of pain kind of be like well then maybe you should (laughs) you know maybe suicide is a good idea and then that would create more fear because i was afraid of it again and then it could be it could be this like uh spiral effect um that could happen right um but that's part of why i started telling Lindsay when i would have these because something that really helped was to just give it a voice and say hey Lindsay, i noticed like i'm feeling this way today and um wanted you to know and that was really powerful why was that so powerful i think it uh i think it just you know th- there there are these parts in us like with our fear for example that um i think when we push them away or judge them resist them wish they weren't there i think they feel like they need to scream all the louder mm-hmm. right when you don't acknowledge them and mm-hmm. listen to them mm-hmm. because ultimately if something like this going on it's uh it's usually your body trying to give you some useful signal to help mm-hmm. you identify something that you can do for yourself, right? Right. Um, and so I think that's part of what was going on there.
1: Yeah, and I can't speak for, you know, Danny with, with regard to his thoughts, but I know with me and some of the the thoughts that I have that have drawn out that fear or anxiety, I'm I, like we always get to choose how much stake we give to our thoughts. You know, because sometimes I've had these certain thoughts or hypervigilant thoughts or fearful, fear-based thoughts. Um, well, I guess they're maybe neutral thoughts, but then I make them mean something that create more fear. But like sometimes thoughts will arise and, be, and I, you know, I think that I shouldn't have them or I should be at a different place or whatever it is. But ultimately, like the thoughts that we have exist and we can just choose how much stake we want to give them and how much power we want to give them and how much we want to make these thoughts mean something about ourselves or how much we don't yeah so
0: should I share my little three-step thing
1: yeah well before you do that I was just gonna say like with regard to like the coronavirus and um the stuff that's you know coming up I noticed myself last week like because I you know I found out last week we were probably gonna Well, we we found out, I think, last Thursday that our kids were going to be home, like, in-depth, you know, just for who knows how long. And then I think the next day or, like, within two days, we found out that France was kind of headed for lockdown, headed towards that. And I found myself, like, just scrolling, like, almost mindlessly, like, through my phone (laughs) and just kind of looking at news. And I, you know, I was, like, aware of what I was doing, but I just found myself, like, thinking that I had to read all the texts that were coming through from the school parents or that I I did need to read up on things so that I could be prepared and it's like we think we like need to do all these things but there's there's a way what I recognized when I was kind of doing it without like setting a protocol or a plan for myself is I could just get like lost in this like this land of like Just checking and checking and, you know, maybe some stuff did bring up a little fear. And then I would just kind of like keep checking and reinforcing the fear or anxiety of not knowing or feeling like I have no control. So, you know, just something to kind of keep in mind is like when you, when we do do these things or when we are checking the news or we do want to check, you know, social media, like you can, what I've realized for myself is it can be healthy for me to just kind of have a plan for like how long I'm going to like literally I'm gonna check the news for five minutes twice a day and that's all I need. And like, I looked at my phone before this call and I think I have, I'm on two different parent threads for my kid's school and, you know, just text threads. And there's literally like, I think I'm 60 messages behind and I haven't checked it because I don't need to. It's not a part of my survival, but that's because of what I am choosing to tell myself. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to check the text, but it just, I know that like, it can happen at my lunchtime or it can happen at the end of the day. And it's not like, you know, it's not this big determinant of how, whether we survive or not. But I think sometimes we tell ourselves these stories that they are. But just know that, like, we always have a choice to check our phones or not check our phones or check the news or not check our news. And it's not, like, a need to.
0: Mm, I like that. Because it's like,
1: sometimes we tell ourselves these little, like, these little, like, things. Like oh, I just need to do this, or I need to just check this. I need to. But every time it's not we need to, we're choosing to. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I remember even going back to the suicidal thoughts, like I remember you would just ask me sometimes, like, well, are you going to? <laughs> like, are you going to be safe? And I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it kind of became like this, oh, I can just decide. <laughs> right now right um yes, that's so and point. that was like a it was a powerful thing to do like yeah. hey i'm having suicide thoughts uh and you'd be like well i need to go out somewhere like Are you gonna be safe and i'd be like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it, it sounds so simple but we, we you're, I, I love your point you made we, we do always get the we, it, it is always a choice
1: always a choice yeah. we don't need to do anything and you know, you can DM me or send me an email if you think, no, I absolutely have to do this. But ultimately, every time I've broken something down that I do, no, I have to get two jobs to provide for my, like, I have to do this. I have to. It's, I, I'm choosing to. And I think the beautiful thing too, is when we realize we're choosing to with things like maybe providing for our family or whatever it is, usually it's like, there's so much love behind those choices that we're doing. Like, well, I want to provide for my family. I want to keep my kids safe. And there's so much love there. And I think sometimes if we, you know, add the thinking of like, you know, it's like we lay on this thinking, I need to, I have to, I don't have a choice. We actually do always have a choice, but it almost like distracts us from like that intention of just like really wanting to serve your family. Love so it. anyway, yeah so did you want to tell everybody your little thing
0: yeah sure <laughs> this was in my uh facebook post yesterday that i did um uh but it's it really relates to this so i'm gonna include it here too okay so if you are dealing with fear something you're afraid of or anxiety this can really work for any emotion that you're uh, resisting or struggling with right um then the first question is, just ask yourself, like, have you allowed yourself to feel it? Yeah, to feel the fear. Um, and I already kind of talked about this, but I used to make it mean that something was wrong with me when I felt anxiety or fear, um, or I would assume that something really bad was going to happen just because I did have this feeling, right? I, w- I wanted to put a meaning to it, like, ooh, I feel scared, that must mean something bad's coming, right? But mm-hmm. that's not even true. Um And, um, an example of that is, like, people who watch scary movies, right? Like, we watch scary movies. Some people, like, want to be scared. First of all, like, just take notice of that. Like, sometimes people actually try to be, to feel fear, right? I never got it with scary movies. I never really liked scary movies. But I still watch shows that (laughs) scare me, that aren't, like, horror movies. Um, but some people, they want to feel fear. And, um... What was I trying to say there?
1: There's a movie that, when we were dating, we tried to watch, like, some movie about, like, a babysitter. Something calls when a stranger calls. Yes. I was so excited to watch Ugh. it. And we had to stop, like, mid-movie, because yeah. he was just, right. like...
0: I, I, I used my power to choose, <laughs> and I chose not to finish that movie. <laughs>
1: I can't even remember what you said, but you, you like, totally vetoed at mid-movie. It was so funny.
0: So well, what not I, in the what, moment. What but... I was going to say with this, though, is, like... When you're, some people don't watch these movies, watch these movies to feel scared. And, um, but just cause you have the feeling of fear, doesn't mean something bad is going to happen, right? Like it's a movie. They're pixels on a screen. They're not going to jump out of the screen and hurt you. You're not in any real danger yet. Mm-hmm. You can still feel the fear because of where your brain's going. Right? So I have a, a three-step process of just how to get started with, uh, your fear or whatever tough emotion it is. So, <clears throat> number one is notice, number two is appreciate, number three is permission, okay? So first, notice it, and one thing you can do is just say out loud, I feel fear, I feel anxious, whatever it is, like, acknowledge it. If you acknowledge it, then it won't feel the need to scream so loudly, like we said earlier. Uh, number two, appreciate. Um so this is where you can make it mean something is right with you, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than say something's wrong with me for feeling fear or anxiety, I don't want to be a part of the problem or whatever, like judging yourself for it, like make it mean something's right with you. Yeah, and say, you know what? My brain's designed to do this. It's designed to look for danger to help me survive, even if a lot of most of the danger it perceives is imagined mm-hmm. or irrational. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still designed to do that and it's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think and another question you can ask yourself is why is it okay that I'm feeling this right now? Yeah. Or why does it make absolute sense? Or why does it make sense that I'm feeling this right now? Yeah. You know, because our brains are wired to survive and they're wired to signal these cues. So I think it'd be helpful to just kind of, like he said, validate appreciate
0: yeah and i even will like say thank you to my brain sometimes like thanks Mm -hmm. brain um i appreciate what you're trying to do and i'll have Mm -hmm. conversations with it um it's a really helpful thing to do yeah and then number three is permission okay just give it permission to be there Mm -hmm. um in in my experience i can't even begin to move to a more useful emotion if i avoid feeling what's there in the first place okay so your feelings don't have to mean anything And they can't harm you. Your feelings really can't harm you. They're vibrations in your body, and they always start with a thought. Yeah. There you go. Three-step process to get (laughs) you started on it.
1: Yeah. And then you were also going to tell us about your little, um, well, before we get into the stuff that Danny's talking about with regard to, like, fear cycle, more fear, some statistics that he wanted to share. um, Just be mindful that, like, We as humans, like we exist and we have this human experience and thanks to our prefrontal cortex, we have this amazing ability to like think about the future. Okay. And, and analyze the past. And so it's like a gift that we have as humans, but like, it's only the reason I offer this to you is because like, if you were like a deer, like if we were deer in the wood and we got like chased by a lion you know, a deer in the woods and we got chased, I guess not by a lion, but maybe like a coyote or something. I guess I don't really know what animals chase deers. Like they might get chased and their adrenaline kicks in and you know, whatever they, they feel that fear or whatever it is that they're feeling. And they, they chase, they, they get chased, maybe they escape and, like, a few minutes later, they just go back to, like, grazing and, like, chewing on the leaves. And that's kind of it. And from what I understand from a book that I am reading right now is, like, that's pretty much it. Like, they don't sit and be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that almost happened. I almost died. I almost died. I almost died.
0: Right? They just go back to that. And so. Or how do I avoid this next time? Like, how do I, do I need to keep looking? Do I, how do I avoid it? Right
1: yeah yeah so like it's just something like to be mindful of it's a gift that we have to think about these things but also it happens because of our thoughts like we feel fear because of the thinking for the most part because of the thinking in our minds so yeah go for it okay. what you're gonna say i think
0: coyotes are generally like scavengers more just so you know
1: um, yeah. I'm trying... Like a wolf, maybe? But, but if
0: the deer was, like, wounded or little, then they might go for it then, you know. Um, I'm no expert on it. I know.
1: Why can't I think? Like, probably a wolf. I bet wolves chase
0: Oh, yeah. Something. Wolves would... For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone who is a wolf or coyote expert out there, if we're wrong, then please send us a message and let us know. And in,
1: in my defense, we live in a place where I don't ever see deer. We see, like, those... <sighs> If we go into the hills, it's like warthogs. Uh, yeah, like or, little
0: warthog things. No,
1: like yeah. hogs. What are they called? They're like pigs.
0: Yeah, they don't look like the dangerous kind of warthog. Yeah, anyway. Um, all right. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> an example of how powerful our thoughts can be. Um, so I decided to look up some statistics on car accidents, okay? Um, driving in a car is something that we all do all the time, whether we're driving or riding in the car, or walking on the street next to driving cars. Like it, it's something we all relate to in some way, and we do it probably most of us every day of our lives, and we don't get freaked out every single time we get in a car. Maybe some of us do, but I think you did most for of a little us. While. Don't. Yeah, at one point I had some. That's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but I I worked through that. That was when I was working through my PTSD stuff. Um. But yeah, so so deaths from car accidents in the United States every year are 1.25 million people, okay? The U.S. population is 327.2 million. So that means the percentage of the U.S. total population that died in a car crash last year was about 0.38%. And then if you were to take out the people who never ride in cars... Um, that percentage would go up a little bit, right? So at least 0.4% of people that are doing car stuff are dying every year, right? Yet this is something we do every day. And I get in the car with my kids. I put my kids in this dangerous vehicle, (laughs) (laughs) and I just take them multiple times a day. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll put my kids in danger multiple times a day in this vehicle that could kill us yeah no problem
1: we're not here to scare you i
0: don't even sweat it Um, about something else (laughs) but why don't i sweat it it's because even if this is the case i'm not focusing my thoughts my time energy on this is going to kill us this time when we get it right Um, and then globally car accidents they're the leading cause of death among young adults ages 15 to 29 Okay, so if you're in that age group or know someone in that age group, tell them to stop driving, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we don't do that. We don't go out and say, hey, you're in this biggest age group risk factor, whatever. Um, And so make sure you don't drive any cars till you're 29, right? We don't do that.
1: Right, because our brains, like we literally choose like where to direct our thinking and where to direct our fear with our brains and I think the cool thing too is like you can create like you can protect your kids when you get into a car from a place of love or from a place of fear right and so like even you know let's if we were to like talk about like the coronavirus or like our marriage things we're scared about in our marriage and like you know we might think well no it's the fear that drives me to act in my marriage to do these things to to love my spouse like or, you know, whatever, do the things to, like, maintain our marriage in the way that I think, we can actually drive those actions in a more sustainable way from this place of love, right? So, whether you're driving in a car or you're trying to be patient, homeschooling your kids today, or, you know, trying to understand things that you don't understand in your marriage, like, we can do these things from a place of love, a place of fear, or whatever we want due to our thinking.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, a few more, because these are good. So, driving a car is the ninth leading cause of death <laughs> for all people He's in the really world. really excited about these, <laughs> <laughs> these
1: statistics. I'm like, ah, we're fine. We don't need is all of enough? them. Is that
0: enough? Um, well, no, no just a, a couple more. Humor <laughs> me, okay? Um, in the U.S., 58% of police-reported fatal car accidents <laughs> involved only one vehicle. Okay? So, it doesn't even, it's not even the other drivers. Like, just you in your own car are in danger. You're putting yourself in major danger, right? Um, and then 50% of the people that die are the drivers. 17% are the passengers. 16 pedestrians. You don't even have to be in the car to be threatened by cars, right? How many times do you walk on the street next to a bunch of cars, and you're not thinking, like, oh, man... I'm gonna die from these cars, right? Anyway, so the reason that we don't is because we're not focused on on this being a, a threat to us, a danger, right? Where we have our thoughts totally directed elsewhere, and and then um, part of why this is good to think about is the purpose of fear is really to help us survive, right? But then a lot of times our brain uses that fear to make it seem like life or death for things that actually aren't so um so when we talk about like recession like we don't even know if a recession is going to happen first of all right? right but a lot of people are worried it will so right. first of all we're imagining something that hasn't for sure happened and and then a lot of us probably are with the way our brains work are Kind of interpreting it like it's going to kill us, like it's a life or death Mm -hmm. thing if a recession happens, right? Yet, this recession, if it even did happen, which it might not, is uh, far less dangerous than what you do every day riding in a car and walking on the street next to racing vehicles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, too, because when the, you know, that recession came in, you know, 2008, 2009, that was right when Danny started dental school and I was working, you know, as a CPA for, um, a big four accounting firm and I think it's really interesting because I remember thinking like oh we're so lucky like we're at the mercy of this recession because my husband's in school and because well I had started a job and there were layoffs but and I didn't get laid off but I remember just thinking like oh we're so lucky we're at the mercy like the timing is just right for us like to not be affected by this as much as other people but that It's only because of like now with coaching and with everything I understand about mindset and what we create with our brain and the power that we have like that the only reason I didn't feel very affected by it was because of my thinking and so you know no matter what happens right now or today like we are so in control of how we choose to think about everything and we're not saying that you just were like go to this place where there is no reality or anything like that but like you really do have the power. Like, we literally create our realities, you know, with our minds. And that's why, you know, Danny being home with the kids this morning was a totally different experience than me being home with the kids yesterday morning because I, you know, I basically doubled any project I had. I doubled the time that it would take. And so it wasn't as stressful. I needed to, like,
0: (laughs) sextuple it for me or whatever you call six (laughs) times as long.
1: Yeah, so, like, it wasn't as big of a thing for me because i planned for it right so it just has to do with thinking so again like if you're feeling fear with regard to anything today you know your marriage you know i still have people coming to me worried about husband and you know their coping behaviors um like why is it okay that you're feeling what you're feeling why does it make sense that you're feeling this right now and you know What would you be doing if you quit? These are just, you can pick questions that resonate with you. You know, if you are feeling fear, like what would you be doing differently if you quit thinking whatever it is that you're thinking, right? How much living today are you missing out on by being afraid of tomorrow or a year from now? You know, if you're feeling fear now, like what is on the other side of that fear?
0: Or how much living are you missing out on by avoiding feeling your fear in the first place? too,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, And you know, what would it look like to feel the fear and do what you're wanting to do today anyway, which is totally possible. Mm -hmm.
0: too. I love going back to what you said earlier, how you said it's a choice. Um, I love thinking about it in this context, too, with the fear cycle, right? We we have a thought that creates fear and then we react and do things while we're feeling that way. And then we might make it mean other things and we go back and like oh man, if I'm doing this or I see this, then it creates more fear, right? We kind of get in this loop and it can spiral. Um, but like you said, so like it really is a choice whether you can, whether you want to stay in that cycle mm-hmm. or move out of it. Yeah. And so, so if uh, you are struggling with recognizing that that is a choice um, and finding a way to uh, gain that awareness and work through it and choose something different Then uh you, you have like a, a guide that you were gonna include, I do right?
1: yeah I have like a it's kind of like a solve any problem guide it so it kind of can just help you with your thinking like it gives you a little bit of a framework for the thinking around whatever it is that you're feeling stuck in so we'll provide that in the show notes and um yeah just know it's always a choice like last weekend I found myself scrolling and checking things mindlessly a lot more than this week right and it's not because any big circumstance changed it's because of my thinking
0: Love it. anything
1: you think yourself into you can think yourself out of my friends
0: maybe you can uh, help me think myself out of how <laughs> crazy i was going taking care of the kids and trying to work and <laughs> he, i have some work to do guys
1: he literally <laughs> came into the office and was like like because it's adjacent to our house but not in our house and and so he's just like, oh, like, it's so peaceful in here. I don't want to go back.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't want to leave. And it's it's time my... for me to go back now. I want to stay in here. It's so calm here. Yeah,
1: too bad. I got some calls, my friend. So. <laughs> All right. Take care, you guys. Reach out to us if you have questions. It's
0: um, it's not the outfits. It's my thoughts, right? It's not the outfits. It's my thoughts. Thanks, guys. Root for me. Pray for me. <laughs> See you later, my friend. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.
1: If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you.
0: For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N for freebies or other guides mentioned check out the show notes
1: and to our current clients we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey